Hi, welcome to Star Trek Sucks. We are here spiraling into the event horizon of a black hole. I'm Jack, and as the gravitational acceleration increases to the point where the normal constraints of classical space-time become contradictory, I'm approaching infinite length, ladies. Here with me... <laughs> Good one. Here with me, still renovating his cabin despite the fact that subjective time has sort of stopped, and he's sort of been doing it forever, it's Leo. How's the grout going, buddy? Um, you know, I, I just want to get this the rest of this room grouted before we get sucked into the unknown that is beyond the event horizon. Okay, but, but this has been happening for subjectively forever. I, but I'm almost done. Uh-huh. And I, so I it just seems wanna, like you just keep starting more stuff, though. I just want to get done with this one room, uh-huh. and then I can move on to the next project. Okay. Just want to get it, get the grout in, okay, make but, it look, get it look nice. But again, I, I think we're kind of stuck here forever. Well, that's all the more reason to have a nice floor. I mean, I guess I can't argue with that. But you've been doing this. You've been doing this a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I really wish we weren't spiraling into the event horizon of a black hole. <laughs> it's an uncomfortably apt metaphor for this year. <laughs> yeah, you don't love it. <laughs> yeah, you don't love to see it. Um, Jack, what's good? Hmm. Um, I had a nice, just very brief, nice moment last night where it was very dead at work. And I was like, it was just, it was like four tables of either one or two people. And it was all regulars. And I was like, I'm going to, no one seems to need anything. I'm going to actually try to eat a, me- a hot meal sitting down. Ooh. Yeah. Luxurious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the old. <laughs> bartender's hat trick yep oh yeah no i remember that from from being in the service industry (laughs) just like just moaning as you're bent over a plate in a standing up in a hallway yeah just shoveling is your is your meal hot and you're not eating over a trash can (laughs) what are you the pope (laughs) oh look at me i'm eating while sitting down and i'm not pooping at the same time and it's and it's still hot from the original heating. <laughs> it's not even reheated. I'm a king. Um, and I'd, I'd scarf down my chicken salad, my special chicken salad that my wine cook makes for me. And uh, I finished eating it. I, I tossed the, the to-go box in the trash because I was like, I put that in the to-go box because there's no fucking way I'm going right. to get this done. And I did it. And then I got up and went back to the bar, and then everybody got up and went to the bar to get drinks because they didn't want to bother me while I was eating. And it was really nice. That's so thoughtful. It was so like, oh, like bar regulars are something that it's a double-edged sword, certainly, but the good side of bar regulars is so fucking nice sometimes. Yeah, I'm just like They treat the service staff like humans. Yes. Yeah. It's like I'm a person, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a nice thing. Yeah. So that was that was I guess my what's good for this week is just getting treated like a person, <laughs> um, but like in a in a in a circumstance where you legitimately didn't have to, and yeah. like I didn't really have really grounds to expect to be treated like a person necessarily. Like I don't know, like it was especially considerate, like you know. 
Yeah, no, that's that's yeah. that's a nice moment. Yeah, it was cute. I thought. Yeah. What's good with you? Uh, my what's good is also going to be my recommend for this week. Uh, it is uh, yet again a podcast. Mm. <laughs> Surprise! I haven't heard of them. Surprise, bitch! Uh, no, it is uh, Lavar Burton reads. Oh, is that a podcast? Now? Yeah, so he's got a podcast uh, where he reads short stories for so like a half hour or so long. Uh, I've listened to two of them today, and the first one I listened to was a uh, like a reimagining of Rumpelstiltskin. Okay, which was a really fun story. Um, I forget the author's name, and uh, but it's called Little Man, and it is from. Um, it's actually told uh, second person from Rumpelstiltskin's perspective. Okay, so the narrator is telling the story to you. You are. I do love a good second person. It's yeah, it's an yeah. uncommon uh, thing. But yeah, it, uh, it it reminded me of what I liked about Wicked. Um, mm. which yeah, yeah, yeah. was kind of the, the, the author's subsequent books about like, um, Cinderella. And I think he did a couple of never other... read any of the follow-ups. It, it, it really struck me as, as somebody accidentally found pay dirt and then, and the, yeah. Or, and was like, well, let's just keep plowing this furrow, even though you kind of probably only got one in you. Yeah. And the, my so, guess <laughs> wicked is very good. Wicked uh, is very his good. version of Cinderella is like. It starts off because he's trying to be all grim and dark about it. So it starts off and is like, uh, "This is the story about Cinderella, and she's dead now." And then it goes through the whole cool. story of her <laughs> life, and then she marries the prince, lives happily ever after, then dies peacefully of old age. <laughs> so you're like, "Wow, you really, really shoehorned in that dark, foreboding moment up front, yeah, and then that, just that, shit all over it." That sucks. But little that's man was great. That's little, something I would write as a high school, like sophomore. Yeah, it kind of. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was. It was not very. <laughs> I think I was very but, clever, and my teachers would be like, "Yes, you're very clever." Parentheses for a high school sophomore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, you're very smart. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, shut the fuck up, you fucking asshole. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, little man, and uh, check out uh, the 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 podcast uh, Lavar Burton reads. Um, and I also I was excited this week, even though this probably won't happen. But um, since sadly. Um, uh, the host of Jeopardy, who's I'm Alex Trebek. Jesus Christ, Alex Trebek passed away. Yeah, um, this yeah. In, uh, about a week ago, um, which is a bummer. Uh, really uh, sucks. Uh, although one of the other podcasts that I listened to that we've talked about, probably Science. Uh, apparently, one of the hosts of Probably Science is on Jeopardy tonight. Huh. Nice. Um, so they they must be filmed a fair bit of a fair ways ahead because this is because Trebek's yeah. still on on new I shows. I think they, from what I've heard, they they film a bunch of them at a time. Yeah, which means like when you see people that have been on five, you know, like when people are on a roll and they they keep coming back, that doesn't mean they're on five days in a row. That means they've done like five shootings of Jeopardy in like a day. Yeah, which is. The most stressful thing I can imagine. Yeah, that sounds brutal. <laughs> it sounds fucking horrible. There's not enough Adderall in the world to get me through that. But one thing <laughs> that uh, I don't think will happen, but I would be amazed and excited if it did, but one of the uh, potential replacement hosts that's been floated around the internet for Trebek is LeVar Burton. That would be a good replacement. That would be fucking yeah. sick, right? That would, would be, be that would be really good. Yeah, I mean, they've kind of been... He's still wearing the visor. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Jeopardy! is brought to you by Visor. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. It's probably not going <laughs> to Some, happen somehow. <laughs> but yeah. Um yeah, that would that'd be that'd, you could do worse. Yeah, no, I, I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. Um Jack, what happened last week? Romulans. Yep. Nailed it. Moving on. Um I got a surprise for you. 
Oh no. Yep. Is it? It's probably bad, right? Yeah, it's bad. Okay. You're not gonna. You're not gonna be happy about it. But um, but you're gonna have to tolerate it. Oh, listeners, I have just handed Lord. Jack a bottle of raspberry flavored Smirnoff ice. And while Jack drinks this, I'm going to uh, explain why I gave it to him uh, and how this game works. So, per, the, per the sort of unspoken gentleman's agreement that we all <laughs> exist upon yeah. or within, um, I will not be on the mic for a little bit, and I may be a little longer if I have to vomit. <laughs> Go ahead, Leo. <laughs> Take so it the, away. The, the reason that I'm doing this is to try and uh, make the best out of a bad situation because I have not played this stupid, stupid juvenile game in a very long time. Um, but I used to play it with my former roommate, among other people, and uh, he passed away yesterday, which is awful. Jack just, he, oh, he almost made it all the way through the bottle. It's so cold. <laughs> it's really cold. It's, it, the cold is really what's killing me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. But if I, it wasn't cold, I could taste it, so that would also be <laughs> Yeah, that, that's, that's, it's rough no matter how you slice it. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a fitting tri- tribute uh, to Chris Coat, uh, aka Lefty, uh, who passed away uh, yesterday. Yeah, which is very sad. Um, not super psyched about it. I'm not looking forward to whenever I start actually processing my emotions because, given the fact that what I decided to do about it today was make Jack drink Smirnoff Ice, it's mm. a pretty clear indicator that I am it's probably all downhill from here. Yep. Uh, I mean, yeah, Rips. I I knew the guy a little bit. He was always. Uh, very pleasant to be around. Yeah. Wonderful guy, um, great heart, wonderful singer. Yeah. Um, had his demons, as do we all. But Yeah, um, I'm a human amongst us. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really sad. And I didn't know if you wanted to do something on the show about it, but apparently you did. <laughs> yeah. And the thing that you wanted to do was punish me for it for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just didn't make sense to come in here and drink a Smirnoff <laughs> ice myself. Yeah, no, you're you're right. You're right. And it's just us, and it can't make the cat do it, so. Mm, not ethically. Yeah. That would definitely have killed your cat. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't feel well. <laughs> it's, yeah, the sugar's going to hit you. Uh, mm. It's, it's going to get you. Okay. I have one other thing that I want to recommend, uh, because this will be coming out the Monday before Thanksgiving. And there is yet another podcast that uh, I want to recommend. It mm-hmm. is uh, co-starring um, Guy Montgomery and Tim Bat of The Worst Idea of All Time, which uh, is one yeah. of the shows that was inspirational to us starting this podcast. Uh, and the other is uh, the three hosts of My Brother, My Brother, and Me. So the five of them together have made a death pact where they are going to watch Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 every year <laughs> and release it right before Thanksgiving. Until they all die. That's right. It's called Till Death Do Us Blart. Yeah. It's a podcast that has one episode a year. Yep. One episode Um, a year. I think they're on number four or five. It is deranged. Yeah. Uh I just saw Guy Montgomery post that he was getting ready to watch it today, and and it reminded me that it was coming up. So if you haven't checked that out and you need something uh, to, I don't know, just distract you from your family or whatever on Thanksgiving, if you're around your family, which maybe shouldn't be but anyway mm. it is the most wonderful time of the year and by wonderful i mean in the sort of classic sense of i wonder why this is happening 
<laughs> it's going to be a really weird Thanksgiving uh, for us this year because, as you know, my dad buys the largest turkey possible every yeah, year what for is, Thanksgiving. What is going to happen with you guys this Thanksgiving? We're going to have a fuckload of leftovers, man. So it's just going to be like core... It's going to be... Well, my uh, brother and his wife are spending the time with uh, her uh, family. So it's going to be, um, I think, seven people okay. with a 30-pound turkey. Okay. So, yeah, Catherine's not going to be there because her sister is coming to town. So the two of them are just like doing their own thing, um, staying separate. So, yeah, I think it's going to be se- between five and seven people. Cool. Just just getting getting down on, on 30 pounds of turkey. It's four pounds each. Oh, boy. You just, <laughs> it's too much turkey. You start working. You stay till the job's done. I don't think you should do that. Yeah. You're listening to Star Trek Sucks. The only Star Trek podcast. Now here are your hosts, Jack Gunn and Leal Cardoza. Yeah. Yeah, I can't tell if I hated that episode or liked it. I think kind of, I hated it. I kind of both, I think. Yeah, maybe both. I it was it was more like real TV than a lot of these episodes, so I was kind of like, oh yeah, this is like an episode of a TV show that sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instead of I mean, I know I make this observation almost every week, but whatever. It's, <laughs> I'm, I still stand by it. <laughs> so uh, we have a negotiation to buy a hole. Um, Love to buy a hole. My first favorite thing. There were several things that I really did enjoy about this episode, uh, even though I think overall I hated the episode. It's it's going to be a fun one to make fun of, yeah, I think, is yeah. where we're at on this. <laughs> so my first favorite thing that happened is Deanna comes into her room and she's just tired and she's got messages from her mom. It's pra- You can practically hear it's just another Manic Monday <laughs> over, over the, the, the cold open in this she, episode. So she goes to sit And down. also she got messages from her mom and I wrote down, oh no. Yeah. And here, then it turned out that was a head fake, which well, thank God. No, here's what I loved about it because she's sitting down. She, she hears that she has messages from her mom and she's like, I'm going to need to eat some chocolate about this. And starts talking to the computer about what real chocolate is, and that is fucking interminable. Um, but the computer again, the the chocolate fetishization in this it's in very this show is so bizarre. But because the computer is also uh, voiced by Mayel Barrett, <laughs> to me, what was happening there? <laughs> She's getting in an argument with her mom exactly. about chocolate. <laughs> I didn't even catch that. That fucking rocks. <laughs> yeah, that was what I was hearing, was just her trying to eat chocolate and her mom being like, well, now, young one. It's almost the same thing. It's actually better. And it, it, Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, no, that was... So I, I loved that. But yeah, so they're neg- it, though everybody has to gather in 10 forward to look at the whole... Um, and yeah, they're selling it. And so just the, the whole negotiation part, you're right, it is more like a regular TV show, but also... As a thing that should happen in Star Trek, fuck off. Yeah, no. Just f- fucking yeah. fuck off. This is, oh, god damn. Yeah, everything about this plot is so goddamn contrived. Um, starting with, so there's a negotiator oh. who is there on behalf of another species. Because you love to have a negotiator who doesn't have a material interest. Yeah. Um, that's how, like, he's, he's basically like a, a, not to be too current election cycle, political but like he's basically one of the fucking consultant class that leeches yeah. off the dnc like fucking parasites where they're just like oh we don't care if you win or not we just want to help you raise funds 
so we can spin them. Yeah, no, he's <laughs> he's like um, the uh, the 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 political advisor from Parks and Rec. Yeah, um, I forget the character's name. Or but she's or com- every real life political yeah. advisor just that has attached com- themselves completely to amoral to quote unquote the good guys. Yeah, yeah. no, they do not care. They yeah. are there to win and spend money and get. They're more not money there to win. It. They're not. No, there yeah, to win. you're right. You're right. They're there to get money. Yeah, that's which true. is a different thing than winning. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the, I really wanted the Ferengi obsession with chairs to be a thing that comes up Uh again. And I know it does never does, but it was just such a weird and idiosyncratic fucking moment when the Ferengi show up and they're like, okay, so where do we, we're going to need chairs. Well, there can only be one of you here. All right. Well, we'll only need one chair. Who gets the chairs? Where's my chair? Can I have a chair? I'm not, I'm not going to say anything anti-Semitic chair. Jewish weddings. J- Jewish weddings. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. Ah, uh, fuck. I'm so sorry. Uh, we uh, we no, actually I, we really need to record my my thing about um um the historic like the historical material origins of anti-Semitism. I for anybody that's sort of wondering like what's going on there. I just think it's funny. Because anti-Semitism is such a weird, funny kind of it's racism. So, yeah, it's so it's so strange. weird. But like, if you dig into it, it's understandable in a way that is sort of tied to the rise of capital and and the alienation of labor and come on. And anyway, whatever. Um, we should record that sometime. I'm I'm sorry. I keep laughing at the Ferengi, but goddamn, it's fucking funny. It's so bad. <laughs> it's just. And again, I mean. There, uh, fuck. Okay, moving on. Um, Troy. So we get the. Uh, this guy has clearly been to the um, Khan Noonien Singh school of woman seduction. God. So he walks in the room with some other chick on his arm and just stares Troy down, just unblinkingly, just uncomfortable, um, like virtually painful eye contact. Yeah. And then he comes into her office later and takes her hair down and messes up her hair in almost the exact same way. Well, he also says, like, oh, I sent my traveling companion traveling. Yeah. Listeners, go ahead and try this. Yeah. Go ahead and try this ever. Yeah, try this on a lady. See if you ever, ever have sex. Yeah. Ever again. All of his... Not sedu- just that time, but just ever again. Everything <laughs> about the whole seduction and relationship. between There's the foot rubbing scene that was... Oh, oh yeah. so you're jumping ahead a little bit. I was oh. going to say, hey, if you've ever wanted to see, uh, uh, what's her name? D- oh, uh, Greeky Mar- Gr- Aphrodite. Mar- Marine, Marina or Mariana Sirtis. Yeah, sure. If you ever want to see her feet in great detail, if you ever want to see foot fetish porn of, of Marina Circus, it's in this episode. Circus? Did you sure. just? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, Mary, oh, good old Mary Circus. Yeah, Mary... You want to see? Anyway, um, there is foot fetish porn in this episode. Yeah, if you were ever wondering whether the entire canon of Star Trek contains any foot fetish porn, yes, it, it sure does. does. It is a it is Tar- it is beyond Tarantino level. I would say it is it is fucking gross and upsetting. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, he pulls the and again, it's just it clearly shows that the writers. Do, and first of all, it seems like the writers are 
actively jacking each other off about how good they think that the seduction that they've written yeah. is. Yeah, it reminds me of of uh, Dave Anthony and uh, fucking what's his face's podcast, the West Wing thing, where um they constantly notice that like characters are telling other characters that they wrote a really good speech, but every character is written by Aaron Sorkin. So it's just Aaron Sorkin being like, that was good. Yeah. That was a really good job you did there. I better write in some of the characters talking about how good the thing that I wrote is. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was, it was very much like that, but even, I mean, look at how sexual everything is. Not that the West Wing is a good show, but it's more competently written than this. Like, my God, this seduction is just... Uh. Atrocious, just so much. I will say, staring. I will say they they predicted something because this is what from nineteen ninety one. Not even the season three. So oh, I guess 90, 91, something okay. like that. So they predicted something almost twenty years in advance, which is Troy goes back to her cabin and looks up this guy's Facebook profile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you note that too? Yeah, yeah, that's what I, that? yeah. So, yeah. What I literally wrote, Troy immediately goes to look up his socials. Which, when you're single, that's the first thing you do when you meet somebody hot. Yeah. Yeah. Like, come on, let's be. Let's all be honest. Yeah, here. let's, I mean, first of all, a bunch of the dating sites are just linked to your socials. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and some of them even have, like, it shows you how many friends you have in common, depending on what it, but yeah, yeah. you absolutely. That is the first thing you do. Immediately and do everything in your power to, like, you, ha- you have to have such incredible concentration. And this is a thing that I will get, you know, people talk about the, the younger generation, the internet generation, and how they can't concentrate on anything. You have to have such incredible control to not accidentally deep like something when you're when when you're scrolling somebody's Instagram. My God, the finger control, dude! You have yes. to you get down yes. six months, nine months, a year, and you accidentally like somebody's picture from a year ago, and you've never even met them. Ooh, yeah. time to commit Harry Carey. Yep, like, you have. That's it. Yeah, you have to die now. Yep. That's it's sad that this <laughs> or is or change it your name and move towns. Yeah, like those are the options. Yeah, you can't live. <laughs> Yeah, this you can't be around. Again. Yeah, this identity is burnt. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that is uh, that is. You absolutely think my real name's Jack Gunn? Come on, that's I a, knew it was too cool a re- of a that's name. That's a ridiculous name. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I did want to say I kind of liked the way that because most of the romance between the two of them is pretty fucking intolerable. Um, yeah, but it is. one thing that I liked was that uh, in my head canon, I decided that. Uh, Deanna's decided to move on um, because, you know, her and Will's obviously not happening. They're both trying oh, to be adults. Oh, move on from Riker. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, they're both trying to be adults about it, blah, blah, blah. They're, you know, they're they're both actively like, no, we're just good friends. Um, but Deanna's not been with a lot of guys. Except like every third episode implies that they're still like fucking on the side. Right, 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 right. But other guys besides Riker, she sure. has not. So yeah, she's, maybe, yeah, maybe. Yeah. She's decided before this episode starts, she's decided she's going to fuck. That might be why she's in like that manic Monday like funk in the at the beginning. Yeah, it's just no, like that, I have to I have to stop just like being like a fuck buddy for this guy that's never going to commit. I have to like, like yeah, things are going to change. And then her mom immediately calls. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which hey, I've been there <laughs> actually. Yeah, no, that all adds up. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, she's just decided before ever meeting this guy, she's like, I'm getting dick. Sure. But she's also not used to doing that and not good at that it. That would actually that actually explains the entire thing. Yeah, because he is not slick. No. At all? No. <laughs> and she is definitely like just doing the thing of like 
I want dick, but I don't want to come across too much as wanting dick. And he's just like, let me give you my dick. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just maybe, maybe he's like in a similar situation actually with like his, his arm candy from earlier. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't care that much about him. So I didn't think about it that much, but I, I do would, care. I would, about, I would like to hit him with a car. Yeah. Is my official opinion on him. Yeah. I, but I do care about Troy. And I, that was what I kind of put in my head for my, my head cannon for like what she's going with and going for going through is what I'm trying to say. Yes. Um, so they have to go through the wormhole because because they have to check it out because that's the first thing you do is well, already, send live humans through a fucking wormhole yeah i mean so the planet sent a probe through but the planet is also it's established they don't even have manned space flight yet so it's like i bet you have a more sophisticated probe than whatever sputnik ass thing they send through the wormhole yeah they sent a goddamn monkey <laughs> yeah and you're just gonna send. They sent Laika the space dog through the wormhole. You're gonna. You're gonna. Send, <laughs> and you're like, well, it's time to send our chief of engineering and the only cyborg or uh, fucking android, android yeah. in the world. Yeah. It seems like you're escalating too fast. Yeah. So the Frangi. Speaking of escalating too fast, Troy and that guy. Yeah. Hey, it's a theme of the episode. Yeah, um, it just uh, yeah, because that's when we get into the foot rubbing scene, and that's when we find out that he's half Betazoid. Um, which I don't know. I had kind of mixed feelings about that because it does present this moral argument about like whether or not it's okay to be an empath and be involved in negotiations. And he's kind of right. Like, no, he's not. No. Well, he's not right in the sense of he's trying to parse out. Oh, it's it's a he's saying that what he does isn't violent and it is. Oh yeah. No, no, no. I'm not agreeing with them on yeah. that point. I'm just, I'm just saying that, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're, you're talking about his argument that he's somehow better than her. Like because the, he, I she just, uses her, amp, her, her powers to do violence and he right. only does it to steal money, which yeah, right. no, that's I just, bullshit. Yeah, that's, I just use my powers to, to negotiate material exchanges. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, no one's ever been harmed by that. Yeah, no, that's a garbage argument. <laughs> but I just mean uh, her argument, which is like uh, you're hiding your ability to read people. It's like he's kind of right that negotiating is just trying to understand somebody, and some people are better at understanding and figuring out what other people want and need than other people. Yeah, no, yeah. he's right. He's right in the sense of like, yeah, like I mean, I've. I've known people that were very good at reading people without it being a supernatural thing. Yeah. And it's like, okay, at what point do you call start calling it supernatural? You know? Right. And we don't even consider it supernatural within, it's just a different species who's right. got tell. Yeah. Anyway, they're both right and both wrong because, uh, he's a garbage person. Yes. Um, yeah, the writers, and again, good. he sucks like fuck him, but do you want to talk about the aerobics scene? <sighs> Oh, I didn't have any comment on that. Um, I'm just kidding. That was what the fuck was that? What the fuck is happening? So, listeners, <laughs> this—if you haven't seen this episode, uh, imagine if you will. First of all, set design. Okay, we agree that the holodeck exists. We sure do. We have, in fact, seen the holodeck used for exercise programs. We sure have, buddy. Uh, but in this case, the set designers decided to just. Use what is clearly a section of hallway. Yep. And just put mirrors at either end of it. Yes, ma'am. And then uh, put 
the doctor and the counselor in 80s jazzercise outfits. Yep. And just have them bend over in front of the camera a whole bunch. And I'm going to go ahead and say do some homoerotic stretching. I mean, I I guess it's... Yeah. I, they're, they're talking about how much they love coming while they're fucking helping each other stretch out. Like, yeah, but that's not homoerotic. That's, I mean... That's porn for the guys who the, who they think were watching this show. That's not for women to watch and yeah, that's that's yeah, not about the, the two. Way, yeah, I perform about performatively the, homoerotic. Oh, oh, I get it. Yeah. Okay, so you're, yeah, it's a like fake porn lesbian scene yes. for guys. Like it is, it is Got extremely it. softcore lesbian pornography. Okay. Just like there was some softcore foot porn. Yeah, like a few. This is a this is a weirdly pornographic. Yeah, episode, man. <laughs> don't like it do you want to talk about the dick measuring scene in 10 forward uh, i would like to uh take one more note from that scene which is uh we found out for the first time that uh wesley crusher's dad's name is jack i think we knew that before but uh mm. go on are That's, you nope you are you saying you're wesley crusher's dad not yet <laughs> <laughs> we're I still mean, in 2020 baby i mean we already know that you got one kid coming on the ship All right. Well, this is getting too conceptual, but <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Let's talk about that dick measuring scene. Oh, God. So Riker. So the sorry. Back, backing up, the Ferengi poisoned uh, Gonzalez or whatever. Who cares? The Federation negotiator and logically, of course, obviously, uh, Riker had to take over for him. Um. And so now Riker is no- negotiating against the guy who's banging Troy. And so guy who's banging Troy shows up in 10 forward. It immediately drops the I'm banging Troy card, yeah. which I don't know. You might sit on that for a minute. I mean, I feel like he's kind of the situation out. I he's he's kind of he's, he's trying to move into the end game. Sure. It kind of it, it kind of made sense to me at, the, at that point because he's already eliminated uh, the one giant two fingered alien guy. Sure. And he's already, we find out later, he's already negotiated uh, a backdoor plan with the Ferengi. So all he's really trying to do is get Riker out of the ne- negotiations. And yeah, he just comes in and he's like, hey, I'm going to beat you and get the wormhole and also I'm fucking your girlfriend. Right. Um, and uh, and Riker actually handle it, handles it pretty well. He handles it like a fucking champ. Yeah. Again, I'm team Riker. Like as far as like the way Riker expresses his uh, very horny ex- uh, sexuality, yeah. He's doing a good job. Well, and I I've just been like I mean, if you make her happy, that's fucking dope, dude. Yeah. Cool. I I did appreciate I don't that. know if you will, but no, he definitely <laughs> doesn't think he will. Um, but what it, what I appreciated about it was that um it kind of it, it lets you uh believe that Riker understands his own like emotional incompetence. Because he loves Troy and he wants to be with her, but he also realizes that he's not emotionally uh, capable of doing that. Right. And so he has the maturity to be like, I don't know, there's a, there's something to appreciate about having a low enough level of emotional maturity that you have to fuck everything you see, but also a high enough level of emotional maturity to be like, I'm okay with having to fuck everything I see. Right. And also, I'm, like, I'm, I'm okay if theoretically the woman that I'm in love with Marry somebody else because I'm not capable of being the man that she deserves. No, I think like like S level emotional maturity is accepting your own limitations and then being your best possible self within those limitations. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so like I, that's 
that's about as good as you can fucking get. And that, yeah, that's <laughs> and, that's, he's, and he's nailing it. Yeah, episode. crushing it. <laughs> um, yeah, the, God, all these fucking scenes between her and and uh, eye contact guy are just. I would like to. Oh, I would like to note from the from that dick measuring scene. Um, he says that uh, uh, it's it's mile twenty five of the marathon. It, or he says it's the last mile of the marathon, yeah. and it's the toughest mile. In my experience, mile twenty two is the toughest mile. Yeah, yeah. It's somewhere after, uh, and I'll. I have not even run a marathon, but I will say that yeah, uh, I was going to say you. You were really going to chime in on this. No, one? no, no, no. But I will say in a. I do have experience in half marathons, and it's not the last mile. No, the or last the half mile, mile is like. Oh, thank God! Yeah, no, it's <laughs> it's the miles between like uh, eight or nine yeah. and twelve that are just like, I would say eleven <sighs> and a half marathon and twenty two in the full. Yeah, is is where you're just like, what am I doing? The I want to go home. <laughs> the only reason I'm not quitting right now is because I have to get to the end to yeah, go home. That's where my car is. <laughs> if I lived on the course, I would quit right now. Uh, and then I'm gonna. I, I have uh, a, the. I just wrote down the last line from the episode because I thought it was a really great burn. It's. I also wrote down owned yeah. in all caps. Because. Yeah, because he comes back and he's and they again. She fully just burns him down on the bridge, uh, telling everybody his secrets, and he still comes back and he's like, "Do you want to run away with me?" And she's you like, "Make me want to be a better person. Perhaps you could help me." Yeah, which fair enough. I've been there, but. She has the correct response. Yeah, which is... Yeah. I already have a job, basically. I'm a therapist. Yeah, I'm already a therapist. <laughs> Thank you very much. And it's like, yeah, it's, that's right. Yeah. That is the correct response. Yeah, good that. fucking answer. Um, also, like, I I guess, like, them trying to set this guy up as the archetype of the rogue, like like they had that, that captain, whatever the fuck his name was from last season... Which oh 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 yeah uh, like the, yeah uh, Ron, uh, Captain Ron except he was he looked just like Captain Ron that was the thing sure. I couldn't think of during yeah that but episode. like the Han Solo yeah guy. yeah but it's like trying to set up like a negotiator as like a sexy rogue is just so like you are so missing the point of like what makes that character attractive even though they're flawed because like a negotiator has no physical courage and like. It's just, it's just a fucking DNC consultant. It's just like, well, what if you bought more ads from my cousin's firm? Yeah, no. The idea that somebody is like really good negotiator and therefore they are some paragon of masculinity or something right. like that, and 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 a, and a, a sort of chaotic good, like it's kind of like. <laughs> Imagining that just because Ben Shapiro fancies himself a great debater, that he is also some paragon of masculinity. Because mm. that is kind of like that. <laughs> that's a thing that's been going on on Twitter today. Because Harry Styles got on a fashion magazine in some fashion clothes, and uh, Candace Owens and uh, Ben Shapiro were like, "Ah, attack on masculinity." I'm so glad <laughs> I didn't spend the day on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was doing other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Just Google a picture of Harry Styles from the Vogue cover, and then Google the picture of Ben Shapiro in a cowboy hat standing next to a truck, and you decide for yourselves which one of those things is more masculine. God, I would love to kick Ben Shapiro in the teeth. I would. And it would be so easy because he's like four foot nine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
It's one of those things. I actually had this in this this uh, for a brief moment when I was uh, driving home tonight. So some youths were at the skate park, and mm-hmm. I was driving down the street, and the youths were dilly dallying in the street, and I'm just like driving by them and not waiting for them to get out of the street because they're standing in the street with their skateboards yep. like fucking teenagers. That, that's how they're gonna learn. And a 13 year old with his skateboard does the arms out. What's up, bro? At me, a hundred pound 13 year old with a skateboard. <laughs> does the what's up bro at me and i'm like that yeah that reminds me of ben shapiro a lot absolutely and i briefly was like do i get out of the car and kick his ass? no i definitely no, don't no no, no i definitely on, don't man. get out of the car and kick his ass but i you just, wouldn't feel good about no it. no you wouldn't and i kind of feel like that's how i would feel if i kicked ben shapiro's ass no, because he's actually responsible for a lot of evil, whereas that 13-year-old boy is just going through a very hard time in his life <laughs> um, based on my recollections of being 13 and how much it sucks shit. Yeah. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I probably would have been exactly that same kid. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, I would have. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, listeners, that's uh, going to do it. Oh, I have to tell you what's hap- what the title is next week so you can make some shit up about it. Okay. Next week's episode is called The Vengeance Factor. Mm. All right. Let me, uh, let Jack's going to take gonna that write, down. Just put that down. You can put it in the show notes if you want. Uh, not familiar. Okay. Uh, you can reach us on the internet, listeners, on twitter.com at shipfacts, at who is Jack Gunn, and at Leal Like Neil. You can uh, do our Facebook. Uh, don't go to Facebook. Facebook's awful. Um, you can do our Instagram, but it belongs to Facebook. Uh, burn it down. Burn the whole internet down, listeners. But except for the podcast part. Follow us on Reddit. Are we on Reddit? No. Okay. Somebody start a Reddit. I mean, that's going to have to be either you or I, right? No, I think that's generally looked down upon. I think it's yeah, that's a little too up your own ass to start your own subreddit about your own podcast. Yeah, yeah. Well. Just have to wait for somebody else to care enough to start a subreddit about our goodbye. Goodbye. If had you only hours to convince a beloved friend that there is value in the things that you value, would you search through space and time? Find the perfect words to convey your convictions when every word counts. Rise and proclaim your opinions to be the light of the galaxy.